Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Peace. I hate the word. Adam. Adam. One leg is gonna fuck to the ticket. Gonna play a little cornstarch on my werewolf, man. Luigi Mario! Hello, and welcome to this mini episode of Mission Zach's Leguizamarama, where we take one YouTube clip featuring an interview with actor John Leguizamo and discuss it for 15 to 20 minutes. I am uh, one of the uh, one of the members of Mission Zach, not Mish, not and, but Zach. Uh, you might know me from the full episodes of Mission Zach's Leguizamarama, where we go for more than 15 minutes and really only have about 15 minutes of quality. I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful uh, co-host, Mish Wittrup, who you might know from... Uh, you probably don't know me yet, but you're going to know me from Mission Zach's Leguizamarama mini-episodes, I reckon. I think this is going to be the thing that cuts, that this cuts through. This is it. This is it. <laughs> this because is the thing. Because we've been getting a lot of requests, a lot of uh, people uh, writing in the DMs saying... Um, why are you doing all these middling movies? And I was expecting a lot of people going, do do Moulin Rouge, do Romeo and Juliet, mm. do more John Wicks. But what we're actually getting is, um, what about that interview with Kelly Ripper? Yeah. I with- don't know if you know this, but uh, John Leguizamo did an interview with Wendy Williams. <laughs> I don't want to hear about Die Hard 2. I don't want to hear He's about... hardly in it. He's not even in it that much. I don't want to hear about John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to hear about is Wendy Williams. That's And who... that time he sat down with her for five minutes before they were quickly told to wrap up. <laughs> because they had a musical guest that cost more money. Um, If my explanation was not clear enough, although I think it was, Mm. uh, for the month of January-ish, around that time, we are doing mini episodes because we all just want to sit down, have our Christmas turkey or tofurkey, Mm. uh, just chill out, enjoy the Boxing Day cricket and and keep it chill. So, So we're doing mini episodes and instead of these big movies, we thought we would drag this project out a little longer. And talk about YouTube clips. Beautiful. Do we want to just launch in? I reckon so. Because we, we've got to get to it. I mean, if, if this was a regular episode, I would probably go on a bit of a rant about how shit Tofurky is and how it's, how it's bullshit. I could do that, but we're professionals now making mini episodes. Here's my question to you, though, Mish, about mini episodes. Um, my question is this. Yes. If we were... To launch right into it, right? We've agreed on 15 to 20 for the length of these mini-episodes. Is is there really enough material to talk for, 
you know, 15 minutes about this Wendy Williams interview? Or could we have a three or four minute conversation about Tofurky? Create the feeling of a full episode. That's true. You know, instead of half an hour on Tofurky, we do five minutes on Tofurky. Zach, anyone who knows us or who listens to us knows that we could talk about Tofurky. But I think it's a right challenge for people to be like, you reckon they could talk about John Leguizamo for 20 minutes? Collectively, though, here's what I'm going to say. Collectively, mm-hmm. we are going to talk about John Leguizamo just plenty over the next... You reckon <laughs> so? Yeah, I reckon I reckon if we spend five minutes talking about Tofurky... Okay. Um, and, that, like, in, in three years' time when we wrap up this project, mm. except for the stray film he does... Yes. Because I don't see this project as ever-ending. Oh, it will never end. Since we've been in lockdown, he's already made three other things... <laughs> He just keeps making them. He just them. keeps making them. He's Stop <laughs> making them. I'm over it. I'm over it. He's so hardworking and busy. Why couldn't we do a lazy cunt? Why couldn't we start a podcast about a lazy cunt? We Instead, done, it's like one of the most hardworking actors in Hollywood. We could have done a Terrence Malick podcast, be done in a couple of months. He took You'd 20 think. years off between his first and second yeah. film for context. Yeah. No, I knew that. Well, uh, yeah, but maybe our listener didn't. That's okay, yeah, for no fair point. I don't want to make assumptions. Um, we're, we're a broad church. Okay, okay, <laughs> so. Tofurky. I am a vegan, so most people would... If, if, you, if you are a long-time Mission Zach fan and you've been listening since recap days, you'll know that I am a vegan. Um, I am not opposed to a fake meat. I can enjoy a fake meat, mm-hmm. but a fake roast is next-level fake. Yeah. It's next-level fake. It is... It's kind of like a hard paste... Do you know what I'm saying? I, I've never had tofurkey, but uh, I mean, I, I I get the impression it's a, one of the earliest fake meats. Yes. So I give them credit for starting the journey. Well, just kind of like how a hot dog isn't really meat. It's like yeah. this weird blendy thing. So it's like, well, we could probably get away with doing a blendy meat thing with no meat and maybe try and palm it off as meaty. Um, and that's what tofurkey roasts are. They're, I had one, I brought one to Christmas a few years ago because my sister refused to have a lack of meat at Christmas. And I was like, that's fair. So the main for them was meat. So I was like, I'm going to get one of those fake roasts. It's fucking gross. Like they are really disgusting. Christmas for me is mostly roast veggies. Roast veggies. And tears. Roast veggies, tears. <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm not a vegan and I'll often have a roast veggie dinner. Like, the roast veggie is enough. Also, you know, I, I, I'm very intrigued by nut loaves. I reckon you could make a great nut loaf. I'm not a fan. I'm oh, not really? a fan I, of a nut loaf. I imagine there's a lot of bad nut loaves. Well, see, I prefer to just eat vegetable matter. There is this really excellent restaurant. Anyone who lives in Melbourne, head to Madam K on okay. Brunswick Street. Um, it's marketed as vegetarian, but everything in there is vegan. And they do a fake beef. And usually I fucking hate vegan beef. But their fake beef is mushroom-based. Yeah. And it's fucking on point, mate. And it's like once you've had that, it's really hard to eat a tofurkey um, loaf. Did you – Do we? I don't know. I made it and then, like, spread it. Did you ever have – and maybe you've had it at the thing – Smith & Dally's – Mushroom pate. Yes. I made that one. You made it for me. Yeah. Mm. Fucking hell. Hell, so good. So that kind of flavour profile, Mm. a bit more solid in like a loaf, in a roast, I think could be really nice. Also, I think uh, you can make little, like you can make stuffing without meat. So if you did like a roast chicken dinner, 
with stuffing. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fun. But just One don't of, try and replace the meat. No, meat. that's it. Like, just get a couple of oyster mushrooms, mm-hmm. right? Slice them fairly thin mm-hmm. uh, and then fry them in olive oil, mm. right? Don't keep moving them around the pan. Just sit in there, fry them. Flip them and they'll be, like, real crunchy. Add a bit of soy sauce, just mm. a little bit. You don't need much. A little bit of soy sauce. They go fucking crispy and salty and it is... So good. I'm not saying it tastes like meat, but it tastes like good. Yeah, it tastes, it, it hits the spot. Yeah. Can I say one more thing? Absolutely. <laughs> the secret ingredient, and I discovered it because of the Smith and uh, Daughters cookbook mm. um, porcini powder. Oh, so good. Like that, like a, a quarter teaspoon of porcini powder. Mm. I just bought some dried porcinis, juiced them up. It was expensive, but I haven't had to rebuy it. Mm. But a, a quarter teaspoon of porcini powder in anything yeah. gives it the, the the meaty funk. Yes, the meaty funk. It's like it it blew my mind. If 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 we paid Tom more for his services, at that point we could have had him make a song called "The Meaty Funk." <laughs> Yeah, we, we already underpay him just <laughs> just for the edit. Yeah, this is true. Tom, if you're listening, feel free to insert <laughs> some meaty funk. A bong, bong, bong. See, he doesn't have to. I can yeah. do it with my mouth. Bong, 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 bong. The meaty funk. <laughs> bong, 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 bong. Meaty funk. Bong, 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 bong. Porcini. Bong, bong, bong. Oh, very good. I um, mean, people who say they don't like mushrooms, it's not that they don't like, it's not like they're like, I hate porcini powder. What they hate is um, button mushrooms cut in half and put in a stew. I I feel them as well. I think. Yeah, I there's think... A, there's very, very particular way to cook mushrooms. When I went vegan, I wasn't the biggest mushroom fan, but I've learned to love mushrooms because mm-hmm. of the different ways in which you can cook a mushroom. Mm. Um, and I a bit would like Brussels sprouts in that they're often oh, how good a, poorly. How yeah. good are, is a good Brussels sprout? I think it's. I think. I think Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. Even as kids, I would have loved the taste of Brussels sprouts, but it's just really uncool to like Brussels sprouts. It's also like the if you overcook them and steam them, they're disgusting. Oh, absolutely. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Should we talk about Wendy Williams? Yes. Great. Okay, so the first uh, YouTube clip that we are watching is titled Ghetto Clown John Leguizamo, The Wendy Williams Show, uh, and it's on the YouTube channel The Wendy Williams Show. Mm-hmm. Here's my blurb. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> I, I pushed for these because yeah. I thought this would be the funniest. So I this have. blurb is about as long as the clip. <laughs> on November 6, oh, 2015... <laughs> John Leg- <laughs> you fucking pushed for this, guy. No, I love it. This is exactly what I wanted. This is better than I could have imagined. <clears throat> on November 6th, 2015, John Leguizamo put on an orange cap <sighs> with some sort of sporting logo on it and joined Wendy Williams on her show, The Wendy Williams Show, episode 40 of her eighth season, I think. 
They discuss his Broadway play turned graphic novel Ghetto Clown and his childhood in Queens, New York. He also discusses his wife, who is always right, and his kids that he loves very much. <laughs> Wendy flirts with John Lotz, saying that although he is short, it doesn't matter when you lie down, suggesting that their sex would be normal and not affected by their height difference. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's so funny. Yeah. Sexy, sexy, sexy interview. I, um, <laughs> I, you know, because I think Oprah, Oprah can be like uh, more charged than mm-hmm. people realised, right? Uh, you know, Ellen is uh, f- for Ellen's faults. Ellen is much drier and much sharper and much funnier than I think people realise. Yes. You know, when when people are morning TV, there's a sort of dismissal. And what I've got to say is Wendy Williams is much hornier. Oh, she's so horny. And 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 so are housewives. That audience were were Loving. horny for John. Yes. It was it was a real it was a very very horny <laughs> horny interview. I think um I that I don't there's something I really like about Wendy Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is something about Wendy Williams as a human being that I find very funny. <laughs> But, and I'm almost willing to bet a good amount of money that Wendy will never listen to this. Okay, yes, yeah. I, she's not my favourite interviewer. I don't think she's she's a great interviewer. No, and, and you know, I mean, look, I, I can point to people I know, I can point to people I've seen. I don't think, there's. I think there's a big difference. This is so funny how much we're digging it. <laughs> I think there's a big difference between a good interviewer mm-hmm. And a good, um, and like an interview, like morning television and tonight shows, right? Those are hardly interviews. They're almost like little performance pieces that are run by the host. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, and a good interviewer, I think like, I think of, I talk about Johnny Carson a lot. Oh, no, but Johnny Carson is the perfect example. I love watching old clips of Johnny Carson and and Letterman... Letterman's a great example, actually, because Letterman is a bad interviewer. Yes, Letterman a is very not a good interviewer. Bad interviewer. I think he's a lot better now that he's doing this Netflix show, but he still slips in and out of bad interviewing. Yes. Right? But when he was on the late, like when he was doing Letterman, he was a bad interviewer. But what he did well was, if if it was Robin Williams, I think we've talked about this. Have, I'm, I'm almost positive we haven't talked about John Leguizamo's interview with Wendy Williams. No, but I feel like I've talked about <laughs> David Letterman. I've done so many fucking podcasts. <laughs> David Letterman, right, when he is interviewing Robin Williams, he sits back. He hardly does anything. He just kind of feeds him. Yeah. But then when he, he does, like, the uh, the interview with Joaquin Phoenix when Joaquin Phoenix was making that mockumentary. Yes, he, like, starts to drive it. He starts to mock him. If someone's boring, Letterman does the work. If it's someone's interesting, he steps back. Yep. And that's, like, where Letterman is great because it's like... And I think Wendy Williams is the same. Not a good interviewer, but she knows what her audience wants and they want out of their mundane existence. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but also, like, I am i don't know if it's that she's just incredibly attracted to John Leguizamo. And who can blame her, despite the fact... That this is very much Dad Guzamo. Well, I think, I think you could say for that sort of setting, for yeah. that sort of world, yeah. Because of the fact that that's Dad Guzamo. Yeah. If we did a poll with Wendy Williams' audience and said, "Which one would you prefer to fuck, Miami Vice Guzamo, so baby, baby legs, baby legs, sexy Luigi, or Dad Guzamo, 
you'd be hitting the 95% towards the dad Guzamo. Yeah, I think they're really, because there's something about like him going, you know, I, I like to keep it interesting with my wife. Yeah. I like to keep it spicy. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand the challenges of having a teenage daughter, but mm. hey, let's stop talking about that. Yeah. Let's make sweet love. Yeah. Because I'm 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 an urban gentleman. I I'm sensitive. Mm-hmm. I'm sensitive because I'm an actor, but here's the thing. I've lived a life. And I lost my virginity at 14, so I've got practice. And I will fuck you. And I will f- he fucks. Like John John fucks. John fucks. <laughs> if you don't if you had any point in your life doubted that John Leguizamo might not fuck John Fox. And I can say, having done the research to try and find these these interviews, you know, Mish usually runs the choice of movie and stuff, but I was like, you know what, Mish, I'm feeling it, I'll do it. There, like, man, he talks about fucking a lot. So much. Zach, I just thought maybe, I thought maybe you were just like in a, like a bit of a horny mood because you're like, here are the clips. I'm like, there's just a lot about him. Liking to fuck. I'm telling you, that's when he hits his stride. He comes on interviews, he's like, fine. And then they're like, hey, you like to fuck? And he's like, yes, I, I love do. to fuck Here's Wendy. The thing. Here's the thing. But Wendy likes to fuck too. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you've got two people in the same room who like to fuck, mm-hmm. who aren't going to fuck because he also was saying how much he loves his wife and mm, no. he's never cheated on his wife. He doesn't cheat, wouldn't do that, blah, blah, blah. You've got two people in the room who like to fuck. Mm. One where almost positive is attracted to the other, being mm-hmm. Wendy towards John, and then talking about fucking. They That's electricity. It. And then you've got... Look, I mean, the obvious sexual let's... tension between you and me, we can understand. <laughs> <laughs> we but get it. Let's not deny we've got, uh, you know, we've got... Uh, people that are free mm-hmm. during the day to watch Wendy Williams, people that are free to go to see Wendy Williams... Uh, live show. Yes. I'm not, I don't want to make assumptions about those uh, women, mm-hmm. but I think society, I'm going to guess, society has built structures around them that they don't fuck nearly as much as they want as to. As they want to, true. They don't talk about fucking as much as they want mm-hmm. to because I think that everyone everyone wants to do nasty fucks. Can Most I... people want to do nasty fucks and, and, and the, Wendy Williams's audience, I think, are probably one of the most extreme... In, in the separation between um, how little they, they yeah. fuck and how, like... 100%. Pressed down it is to how nasty they want to fuck. Yes. So I would... Yes, 100%. Wendy Williams' audience wants to fuck. Oprah's audience wants to make love. Mm-hmm. Letterman's audience don't know what sex is. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, just to end, just to wrap this up, because I think we're about to hit our twenty minutes. Oh, we're good. We're doing all right. Um, can I just say I got a tattoo today? Yeah, great. Um, and if anyone out there who's gotten a tattoo, I don't know if you can relate or not, but uh, for the rest of the day now, I'm a bit lightheaded and a little bit horny. That's fantastic. Um, is it a little bit of a pain thing, Mish? No, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like the first tattoo, so I've, I've got two tattoos now. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm That's, pretty. I love, hard. Can I just say? Can I just say? Because we're banking these, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing all three. We're doing three mini episodes, and um, we're doing them all at once. I love the idea that you just said, "Look, we're about to hit 20. Mm. Um, maybe let's wrap it up. So here's a new piece of information. <laughs> Oh, sorry. No, I was just trying to say that, like, I'm enjoying talking about Wendy Williams and, and her audience who likes to fuck. And I'm just going to say, 
for someone who doesn't have tattoos, being Zachary Ruane, I'm letting I, you know. I, I hope to have tattoos. I think you will, and just yeah. be prepared. You will be horny. I The first tattoo I ever got was uh, in June, mm-hmm. which was this weird three-week – so obviously we're recording this in 2020 – it was this weird three-week period between Melbourne lockdowns and I managed to get myself a tattoo and yeah. I'd never had one before and my partner came and picked me up from the tattoo place and I tell you what, son, he fell in love with me that night. <laughs> wow. So is it a pain thing? I is don't know. A... I think it's like uh, it's just very um, – it's just a, a sexy thing. Yeah, it's primal, I guess. Yeah, and it's not like I was like – like I was have, I had a woody or anything. I wasn't like fucking hard. I was just like I'm a bit horny. Yeah, right. Wow, wow, I'm that's horny. Fascinating. I, I got it made me horny. That's a. I mean, that's a fascinating thing. And 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 if I ever get a tattoo, I'll let you know if it may, makes me horny. Thanks. Um, would but, you let it? Would you tell me on podcast? Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. Great. Sometimes I don't know if what I say is right to tell a whole bunch of people. I think. But it's putting fine. it out there, if you guys people. have got tattoos, did it make you horny? Did it make you horny? Let us know. Um, that's great. Mm. Hey, this is the this is the end of our first ever mini episode. We did great. I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned from this. What it's, did we learn? Um, how to get to the point. Yep. Um, that's it. I wonder if actually I- no, we didn't get to the point. We just. Did an hour podcast talking faster? Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> we hit every. So what did what did we cover? We covered tofurkeys. Mm-hmm. We covered fucking mm-hmm. John Leguizamo. We discovered that about John. He loves to fuck. loves to fuck. And then we brought up the uh, the tattoo thing. Mm. I think that's a really great uh, set of uh, conversation starters. Maybe you have those conversations with your friends. You know, um, call them up, say, "Hey, do, would, do you love to fuck?" Um, <laughs> next week. Next week, um, I'm going to be talking to you. Uh, I think we're doing um, the Kelly Kelly Ripper interview from <laughs> Kelly and Ryan. Um, unfortunately, we don't have any interviews, but I have a theory, Mish, and, mm-hmm. I, and I'll talk to you next week about it, um, which is that uh, I think there is a uh, a gap. There's a there's a missing link between sexy Luigi and Dad Guizamo. And I'd like to talk about that with you next week. Oh, my week. God, what a cliffhanger. Well done. Thank you. Um, <laughs> see you all next week. <laughs> Happy fucking. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.